Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I wanted to thank you so much for joining me today to take a listen to the solo episode where I discuss bear markets. And before we dive into that topic today, I wanted to review just a few brief announcements. The first announcement that I have is for the listeners out there that practiced or worked on the front line during the COVID pandemic in the state of Minnesota. So Minnesota recently rolled out the Minnesota Frontline Worker Pay. And what this is, is that if you are employed in the state of Minnesota, in one or more of the frontline sectors or jobs between March 15th of 2020 and June 30th of 2021, and you were not able to do telework due to the nature of your job, and you worked in close proximity to other people outside of your individual household, and you meet the income requirements, and have not received an unemployment insurance benefit payment for more than 20 weeks for the weeks between March 15, 2020 and June 26 of 2021. So if you meet all of those requirements, then you can go to frontlinepay.mn.gov to apply to receive the frontline worker pay. And the total amount that you could receive depends upon how many applicants there are, but it would range anywhere from $750 up to $1,500. And I would suspect that many of the listeners are current or future PAs because of the topic of this podcast. However, this applies to jobs and other sectors outside of healthcare too. So not only are Many jobs within healthcare included, such as PAs, physicians, NPs, RNs, dentists, respiratory therapists, etc. But there's a whole list of other jobs that could qualify, such as childcare, emergency first responders, public transit, retail, schools, etc. And then the income limits apply differently for whether you were in close contact with infected individuals that had COVID or not. So for the workers who did care directly for people or patients or provided their work with someone who was positive for COVID, an adjusted gross income for at least one of the 2020 or 2021 tax years of less than $350,000 for married taxpayers that are filing jointly or less than 175000 for individuals. And then for the workers who did not have direct or close care for infected individuals, the adjusted gross income limit 
would be 185,000 for married people filing jointly or 85,000 for individuals. Unfortunately, independent contractors and sole proprietors don't qualify because they're not considered employees having worked in Minnesota. So that's kind of a bummer because some people in healthcare are 1099 contract employees, and even though they very likely provided care to COVID patients, they wouldn't be able to be eligible for this bonus. And then one good thing is that you do not actually have to be a Minnesota resident to apply. You only had to work in Minnesota during the qualifying dates and meet the other eligibility requirements. The state of Minnesota had a tax surplus, so I'm not sure if that's one of the main reasons why our state is doing this program. I'm curious if any other states are doing something similar. If you are aware of this, definitely let me know. And then I would also like to take a moment to thank all of those who have subscribed to the podcast or left a review sharing what you've enjoyed about the podcast. If you haven't done so yet, would you please take a moment and hit the subscribe button on the platform you're listening to this on and go ahead and write a written review about the things that you enjoy about the podcast. I love hearing the feedback, but more importantly, it helps others be able to find the podcast and learn the information that is discussed during the episodes. I'm also in the process of redesigning my website, so stay tuned for a fresh new look over at pathefiway.com. And then on that new website, there's going to be some more information about coaching services that have launched. But I wanted to share that I recently started coaching and I've been really enjoying it. And I have a review from a pre-PA student that I helped that I wanted to share with you. So it says, thank you so much for all your time and help again, Kat. I love all your insights on everything ranging from different budgeting methods to learning about the different types of loans that can be used to pay for PA school. It means a lot to me that you lay everything out so sequentially, which helps me as someone who often feels quite anxious regarding finances and starting PA school. I left my first session with you with a huge feeling of relief, knowing that I now have some simple yet powerful tools to start tracking my spending and exploring various methods of paying for PA school. I highly recommend your financial coaching services to pre-PAs, incoming PA students, and current PA students. Your expertise shines through in your constructive feedback, the questions you ask to help guide the session, the personalized tips that you've given to me, and most of all, your kindness that has helped me to feel more comfortable addressing the financial aspects of becoming a PA student. Thank you. So that review just absolutely made my day and warmed my heart. And I wanted to let you guys know that if you're a current or future PA and you would like a little guidance that's more personalized to you in regards to how to track your expenses, formulate budgeting plan, talk through various options of different routes that you can go, discuss how you can get started with cutting costs or negotiating a higher income or starting to invest for your future, then go ahead and send me an email to kat, K-A-T, at pathefiway.com and we can set something up as well. Additionally, I also would like to let you know that if you have a group of you, so if you have some friends or colleagues or classmates that would like to have some coaching done together 
and learn with each other and bounce ideas off of each other, then we can arrange coaching in a group style that would help with the cost of it and save you guys some money with that. And then once my website has been converted over, then I plan to start the process of building some courses for you guys as well, which I'm looking forward to. All right, so wrapping up the announcements on the show, let's start talking about bear markets. And this is a timely episode because this week, the stock market entered into a bear market. So that's why I wanted to touch on this topic to provide some education as well as to try to help with calming some anxieties that can manifest during these different times throughout your investing lifetime. So the term bear market is used by Wall Street when an index such as the S&P 500, which if you recall is the top 500 largest companies within the United States that you can invest in, or the Dow Jones Industrial Average, has fallen 20% or more from a recent all-time high for a sustained period of time. And on the flip side of things, a bull market is when the stock market's doing quite well and rising more quickly and higher than what's expected. If you need some help remembering how to differentiate between the two, a bear will swipe its paw downward. So that means that the stock market is going down and then a bull will thrust its horns upward. So the stock market's going up. So when the stock market enters a bear market, there are often underlying causes or reasons for this. So for example, currently the interest rates have recently been raised to try to help combat inflation. And also we can all feel the effect that inflation is currently having, such as really high prices of gas or groceries or things like that. Additionally, the war in Ukraine is very likely affecting things as well. The last bear market that we had was at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and the index fell 34% at that time in a month, but it recovered very quickly. It was a very short-lasting bear market. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. Sometimes bull markets drag on for many, many months. One thing that I find interesting about the current stock market situation and bear market going on is the fact that so many of the hot stocks or cool stocks, tech stocks, things like that, have dropped a significant portion lower than many of the index funds. So for example, those types of stocks are things like Amazon, Meta platforms, Tesla is down quite a bit. So this also illustrates the importance of why it's highly encouraged that you don't invest all of your money in one or two or a few of the cool or hot stocks to own. Because you may think that they are great companies, you like to use them, or you believe in them. But if you rather own a total stock market index fund where you are investing in many companies, including those large tech companies as well within the index, then your investing is more diversified, which helps you to lose less during bear markets. Additionally, currently, cryptocurrency is incredibly low. So some people believe that cryptocurrency can be used to try to help 
diversify your portfolio as well. And although for some that may be the case, again, with cryptocurrency, it's really important that you not invest a large portion of your portfolio that you can't afford to lose. At the same time, maybe you have been sort of sitting on the fence whether or not to buy crypto. And if you decide that you for sure want to add some crypto to your asset allocation, maybe you want to consider buying a small portion now, the fact that the price is pretty low. So what should you do in a bear market? One of the number one rules in a bear market is not to panic sell. Panic sell means that you feel so anxious, you're panicked, you're seeing your portfolio literally lose thousands and thousands of dollars. And you have this sense of, well, I better sell now before it keeps dropping lower and lower. Unfortunately, if you do that, you are locking in the loss of that price of the stock. However, if you keep the money in there and don't touch it, eventually the stock market will go up. We don't know when that will be. Sometimes it's very short. Sometimes it's several months, even a few years. But with time, the stock market increases. And if you were to sell at that low, when the stock market increases and you want to buy back in, you're going to be paying a lot higher of a price for a share of the stock. Another thing to do that's good during a bear market is really assess how you are feeling. If you are feeling so incredibly anxious, then your asset allocation was very likely too aggressive for you. Now, again, that doesn't mean that you need to sell right now and start over, so to speak. But once you have more clarity and more time to process and think through things, then you may want to adjust your asset allocation to something that is a little less risky for you and perhaps a little bit more diversified to try to help prevent those large swings. If you are pretty young in your investment career, have many years ahead of you, and you have taken the time to educate yourself about investing, and you don't feel that anxiety and can keep reminding yourself that eventually the stock market will go up, then you very likely can tolerate an aggressive portfolio. And then I also would like to remind and encourage people that if you haven't done so yet to consider reading the Simple Path to Wealth book by J.L. Collins. He talks about why investing in index funds is great, as well as why not to get worried and sell all of your stocks when the market is down. So I will include a link to that book in the show notes and over on Amazon. Through that link, you can also find the audiobook too, if you prefer to listen to books. Additionally, interestingly enough, the author, Jail Collins, has his own blog, and he has been a guest on several podcasts, but he has one of the most calming voices. And this isn't a new thing that he has done. He had created this in the past, but it's very applicable now as well, where he actually recorded himself doing a guided meditation for when the stock market is dropping. And sure, that may sound a little interesting or perhaps a little bit out there, depending upon what you're thinking. But again, if you are so incredibly anxious about what's going on, I really think that it's worth taking a listen to. And I will include a link to that in the show notes as well. So that was your gentle reminder to try to ignore the noise, try to keep calm and level-headed during these times as well. If you haven't already yet, go back and take a listen to episode 26, where I further discuss market timing. 
And in that episode, I talk about how during bear markets can be some of the best times to be invested in the stock market throughout the history of the stock market. So often very large gains actually incur during bear markets, which is interesting to think about and sort of counterintuitive. But also in that episode, I review how back during the COVID bear market in early 2020, how some of the best days in the stock market and some of the worst days all fluctuated within a very short course of time within each other. So again, nobody can predict the future. Nobody can predict what the market's going to do. Besides over the long term, we know that it'll eventually always go up. And then back in episode 51, I talk about bonds and I-bonds. Bonds in general can sometimes help smooth the volatility of stocks and make your portfolio a little bit less aggressive. Now, bonds can still be down when the stock market is down as well. But in that episode, I review I-bonds, which are a special type of bonds that provide an interest rate to you as the bondholder that moves along with the inflation rate. And because inflation is currently high, these can be a good thing to consider purchasing. But you can only purchase so much, there is a limit on how much you can buy every year. So thank you for taking the time to take a listen for a little bit more information about bear markets. And I hope that you are able to use this as a tool to remind yourself that you very likely are investing for the long term. You're investing for years in the future. And all of this of what's going on right now is just considered noise. Consider assessing your feelings, your emotions, your anxiety levels. Consider whether you like your asset allocation or if you feel like you need to make adjustments. And ultimately do your best to try not to panic sell. If you found this information helpful, go ahead and consider sharing it with a friend, colleague, family member, spouse, if you feel like it could help them as well. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning in and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.